as soon as the lockout was over, Donnie and Rick were the first people to call my agent. You know, they told my agent, they say, look, we like this guy. You know, we like this guy since he came out. Mm-hmm. He will fit perfect in our system. You know, if he comes down here and gives us an opportunity, we think we can do some good things. And my agent called me and I was like, let's go with it. Let's do it. Welcome back to another episode of Mavs Archives. I'm here tonight with uh, one of my favorite Mavs of all time. I'm sure a lot of fans from, from recent memory will remember him. I'm here with Brandon Wright. Brandon, how are you doing tonight? Doing great, man. Appreciate you having me. Of course. I'm really excited to talk to you and, and to learn more about your story and obviously your time here and, and provide fans with an update with what you're doing now. But before we get into, obviously, your, your memorable stint with the Mavs, I wanted to learn more about your basketball story. So um, growing up in, in Tennessee, you know, how did you get started in the game of basketball? I mean, it was pretty simple. You know, you know, when you're young and you're tall, yeah, <laughs> you play basketball, you know? Yeah. It was kind of kind of simple as that. But I was a three-sport athlete, um, basketball, baseball, football. And I played all three until I was 12 years old. And um, just kept shooting up, kept getting taller and taller. And I decided to pick basketball, and it, it done some good things for me. Absolutely, it did. Doing some research on you, I was learning more about your high school career at Brentwood. You won four state titles there. Were you on varsity all four years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was uh, freshman year, starting. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a whirlwind, but it was, you know, it was a good experience. It was good for me and, um, you know, won four state championships. And my freshman year, we weren't the best team, but we got really, really high at the end. And that kind of propelled us to win the next three. Yeah, and I know you won or you were named Mr. Basketball in Tennessee three times, which is a, a pretty rare feat. I, I don't know of any other players that have won that their Mr. Basketball their state three times. So I thought that was really cool to read. One interesting thing I was as I was doing research a little bit more about your high school experience, um, I guess prior to either your sophomore or junior year, there was speculation that you may skip college altogether. And once you graduated high school, go straight to the NBA. Um, but then, you know, at, at the 2005, they instituted the rule you needed to be one year removed from yeah. high school. So that kind of made the decision for you, I guess, it made the choice easier for you. Do you know what you would have done had that not happened? Were you leaning towards skipping college altogether? Uh, I mean, it was I mean, to be honest, it was probably a good chance I would have just came came straight out of high school. Yeah. And, and the, you know, good thing that the rule came into place and it took that decision out of my hands. Like you said, I mean, in the situation I was in. Um, basketball-wise, the smart thing to do would have been to just come straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you know, I went to college, had a great year in North Carolina, had a good time. You know, we won a lot of games, um, you know, almost made it to the Final Four. But if I would have had the opportunity, I think I would have took it. That's probably what had been, like, a logical step, you know, in order to yeah. just provide better for yourself and for your family. So. I get that. But like you said, I know you had a, a successful one year at, at North Carolina State. So once or I'm sorry, at UNC, not North Carolina State um, <laughs> at, at UNC. So um, at the end of your year there in 2007, your mind was made up that you were going to declare for the draft. Yeah, I mean, I, it was uh, I had to think I had to sit down and think about it. You know, it wasn't a um, clear cut decision just to. All right. I did my time. I'm out of here. You know, I really sat down. I took about two weeks to think about it, to be honest. Oh, wow. Uh, 
you know, gather all the information, make sure I was making a good decision. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to make a bad decision. You know, you know, some guys leave and they're expected to go first round, they go second round, or they go a lot later than they want to. So I, you know, I took the time to make the decision. Um, you know, it was a tough one, but I, I think I needed to do it. And, you know, and that was, that was the start of a, a NBA journey. Yeah, it was. So you were drafted eighth overall in 2007 by Charlotte, traded to Golden State. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I want to talk more about your Mavs experience, but the coach, uh, your first coach in the NBA has strong ties to the Mavericks and Don Nelson. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about that. What was your experience like playing for Nelly? No, it was, it was interesting. Um, you know, he was a coach that, um, you know, he, his system was up and down, running gun, you know, mm -hmm. dunks, threes. You know, he was kind of doing that thing before, you know, everyone else kind of started yeah. doing it, you know. And, um, you know, it was it was really cool. He was a coach that, you know, told how I was. Um, you know, always was tough on his players. But it was a good experience for me. You know, I, I was pretty banged up there overall mm -hmm. uh, with my shoulder and stuff like that as far as injuries. But I learned a lot. And, you know, toward the end of my tenure at Golden State, it kind of propelled me to, to the player I became when I got to the Mavs. Definitely. Yeah. So I know your, your career, or I'm sorry, your, your stint in Golden State ended, spent briefly a little bit of time with the Nets, not very long, Yeah. but then um, in the 2011 off season, you signed with the Mavs. What was it about the Mavs that interested you in, in coming here and being part of the organization? Well, you know, that was, that was the lockout year. If you yeah. remember. Um, yeah. I was going to ask about that. Cause so, I saw, you know, it, yeah. It really, that was the first time I was able to spend an off season uh, working on my body, working on my game uh, without being injured. And that really helped me a lot. You know, it allowed me to take off and be a much better player. And uh, I think I surprised a lot of people when I came in down in Dallas overall. But, you know, it was the first time I was able to just, you know, you know get strong in the weight room, work on the things I need to work on on the court. And, you know, that extended period of time, because we, you know, we didn't start the season until December. Mm -hmm. So I had a, you know, I pretty much had a 20 weeks straight of just hardcore training, going all out, you know, pretty much no time off. You know, my, my mind was motivated to, to take it to another level. And, and I think, like I said, I think that propelled me to be a much better player uh, with my second team. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um you know, growing up as a as a Mavs fan and watching as much Mavs basketball as I could at that time, uh, I didn't really know a whole lot about you as a player, only because yeah. I didn't see the the Warriors on TV all that much. Yeah, um, league pass isn't wasn't uh, <clears throat> what it is now. So obviously, I knew who you were, but that was about it. So I think you did surprise a lot of Mavs fans with um, with just your ability to play and how you thrived here. Um, you were an exciting player. So many alley-oop dunks. I, just, I, I love watching your highlights. I always uh, yeah. put a smile on my face. What was it about um, Rick Carlisle's offense that, that allowed you to thrive and have the best stretch of your career? Well, to, to take it back, and as soon as the lockout was over, mm -hmm. um, Donnie and Rick were the first people to call my agent. And then to, you know, to piggyback on what you're saying, you know, they told my agent, they say, look, we like this guy. You know, we like this guy since he came out. Mm -hmm. He will fit perfect in our system. Um, you know, if he comes down here and gives us an opportunity, we think we can do some good things. And I kind of took that uh, as a as a sign. You know, they were the first team to call. You know, other teams called. They were interested. But 
you know, as soon as the lockout was lifted, they they called they called my agent and said, we want to get this guy down here. And my agent called me and I was like, let's go with it. Let's do it. You know, I was excited um, to get down there. You know, they had championship pedigree. Yeah, they had just won off, the championship. Yeah, yeah. Coming off one, um, you know, coach explained to me exactly how he was going to use me. You know, he told me he was going to allow me to run get up and down. He said, we love, you know, tall, athletic, you know, guys that can, you know, play above the rim, you know, block shots, you know, be athletic, be versatile on defense. I mean, I, you know, I was just in. It was just an easy decision for me. Yeah, I mean, I think you made the right decision. You uh, played some of the most efficient ball of your of your career here, and you were so much fun um, to watch. During your time here, you got to play with some uh, legendary players. Obviously, I Dirk did. is one, um, Jason Terry, Vince Carter. Um, before I asked you about Dirk, I wanted to touch base with you on Vince a little bit because you guys are both Tar Heels. You got to play with him in Dallas as well as Memphis. He just announced yeah. his retirement last week. What are some of your memories about about playing with Vince Carter? I mean, he's always been a like a big brother figure, you know, not just in Dallas, but mm-hmm. you know, throughout my whole career. Um, he's always been a, a a big time guy as far as supporting all the up and coming Carolina basketball players. Um, he's always somebody you can pick up the phone and call in any day you want to. Um, I mean, his his career speaks for itself, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, people don't understand how how down to earth he is. Um, you know, you wouldn't understand that he was a slam dunk champ. Um, you know, multiple time All Star. You know, first player that was at four decades. Yeah, he played in four different decades. Yeah, first first player to play in four decades. I mean, he's just um, uh, he's just that type of guy that um, you can always lean on, and you know, he'll be a brother for life. Yeah, um, you know, he was only here a few years, like yourself. But I think he both you guys endeared yourself to Mavs fans, and so um, I'm glad that you you know got to play with him here and, and have a connection with him. I think that's that's pretty great. One thing that. Uh, that Mavs fans see online is that that alley oop dunk you threw down where Dirk was actually doing the commentary of the game. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was out that game. Was yeah, he out. was out that so. game, and so he's. It's just. I. I just think that that's that's uh, pretty cool. That you know, there's this. I guess you could call it. It went like semi-viral or something of him, yeah. but it, it yeah, was it on did, one yeah. of your highlights. Um, that always. I, I always thought that was that was pretty cool to to see. What are some of your memories about, about playing with Dirk? You know, you, you got, you kind of caught him at like, I guess you could call it the tail end of his prime. Yeah. What are some of your, your memories about playing with a guy like him? I mean, I mean, that play in particular was, was pretty uh, unique and memorable because mm-hmm. that was just random, you know, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he was talking about, I think he was coming off his knee surgery. You know, he was talking about when he's going to come back, whatever. And then that play just happens in the game. I yeah. Mean, you know, <laughs> you know, what a, what a, uh, a unique situation, but you know, you know, being out in Dallas, I was blessed to play with a lot of very, very talented players. Like you said, Vince, um, Jet, J Kid. Yeah, Tricks. I forgot to mention Kid. Yeah. Uh, but you know, playing with Dirk was was great because he was one of the players that you know when I came in the NBA, you knew he was one of the best guys, one of the best mm-hmm. players in the league, and you know, just having an opportunity to practice against him every day was uh, a big honor for me. You know, I used to try to go at him just because of who he was, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, learned a lot about, you know, from him. Um, you know, we always played great side by side. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I had some great times with him. And I mean, he's just a humble superstar. I mean, he's a great team leader and, you know, it'll be a statue up there someday. Definitely. Yeah, there, there will be. And I'm looking forward to the day that that, that happens. One thing I want to talk to you about was the early in the 2014-2015 season, the last part of your career in Dallas, the Mavs were playing a very efficient and exciting game of basketball. Um, I think it might have been the most efficient uh, offense in in league history for a time. And you had a big part of that, shooting nearly 75% from the field. And there were just... Uh, and the highlights I see, they were just calling it the alley machine. There were so many to to you and to to Tyson Chandler during that that period of time. What was it about that particular team that had that chemistry for you know two and a half three months uh, that that made you guys so special? Uh, I mean, it was just it's just one of those things where it, it just clicked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes when you put pieces together, you know you you can put the best team together name wise and you never know how it'll turn out. But, um, you know, that team that we had just, you know, offensively in particular, it was just on point. Um, you know, so many guys had so such great chemistry. Mm-hmm. It was just easy to play with each other. And, you know, it was unfortunate that, uh, that the trade happened and kind of broke us up because mm-hmm. I thought we were, we probably would have broke some records that year offensively, but, uh, no, it was just a fun time. You know, all, like I said, all those years were fun for me. As a player, you know, and it just goes back to that very first time I ever spoke to Coach Carlisle and when him and Donnie called called my agent and, you know, convinced me to come down there, it was they would just use me and use my talents the way that, you know, they see fit and, you know, they put them on put them on display for sure. Yes, they did. And, you know, any any time there's like a, it seems like there's a poll online, it said, well, who, you know, who are your, some of your favorite Maverick teams of all times? A lot of people say 2011. But then a lot of people say, you know, 2014, 2015 pre-trade is like this its own little category because yeah. that was such yeah. a special, special time. And uh, like I said, I've referred to it a few times just of all the alley-oops. Who in particular would you say threw the best lobs to you during your time as a Mav? Uh, there was a lot of guys. Yeah, I it saw. Was, it was, yeah. It's really, it's a lot of guys. I mean, yeah. you know, Vince, um, uh, me and Devin had great chemistry. Yes. Um, me and JJ had great chemistry. You know, obviously, Jet. He was just literally just. He tell you always tell me, I'm just gonna throw it up. <laughs> uh, he would li- he would literally say that. I mean, Jay Kidd threw me some crazy ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was just good all around, man. We had a lot of guys that were just willing to throw it up. And you know, with my talents and my you know my athletic ability and you know being a leaper, you know, when you got those guys that have confidence in in you, you know, when they throw it up, you want to give them that assist, you know. So that was always <laughs> yeah. a big thing to to convert those and, you know, get that highlight play. Um, and I think even that year, I think, I think we were even leading the leading league in dunks for a while um, mm-hmm. in that same year, you know, and the, that's when the Clippers had Blake and DeAndre. So, you know, we were putting out a lot of dunks at that time. Yeah, you guys were, it was, such, it was such a special time. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny. I just prior to that season, I had moved back to Dallas. I was living in the Midwest for a long time. So I was finally back in Dallas and I tried to go as many games as I could. And so it was so much fun just watching you guys play. Um, you referenced it earlier, December of 14 is when you're traded to, to Boston. How did you find out about that trade? And were you caught off guard or was it something you, you got wind of? I'm just curious how, how that all unfolded for you. Oh, uh, so I think we had a game in Detroit that night. Um, and the rumors kind of started leaking, like, after the game that the uh, you know, Mads were interested in Rondo. And, 
you know, and possibly maybe trying to get a deal done. And, you know, you always hear this stuff all the time, but it, it seemed like it was pretty real. And, you know, I always thought to myself, especially I was in the expiring year that year, mm-hmm. as far as my contract, um, you know, if a team was going to make a trade um, like Boston to Boston, you know, getting a veteran player and Boston at the time was a team on the, you know, trying to develop and, you know, find a footing, you know, reestablish himself in the league. You know, I always thought it was, I could be a guy that, would, you know, could be on the move just mm-hmm. because I was still pretty young, you know, a nice piece to a team, you know, athletic big, you know, it's, it's always an easy, you know, transition, you know, quick type of fit type of thing if you look for a guy like me. So, you know, I knew it was a possibility something like that could happen. Um, like you say, it was unfortunate at the time just because we were playing so well as a yeah. team. We were putting up crazy numbers, and you know, I can I think, um, I think you can even ask Cuban. I think he, he may regret that one overall. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get why they did it. Yeah, it just didn't work out. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, something. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out, and yeah. um, you know, and he, you know, he's man enough. He would admit that himself. You oh know, yeah. He, uh, I think so. And, and, and I mean, that's part, that's just part of it, man. You know, with roster construction and, you know, you're trying to win a championship, you know, sometimes you got to go for it. And it's just mm-hmm. one of those times it just didn't work out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, some, in order to get something, what on paper looks good, you got to give up yeah. something good. So, yeah. and you were included in that. So I think that's, you know, it's just, it's just the way that it went down. Um, so obviously you only spent a little bit of time in Boston before you went on to Phoenix but then you signed in Memphis and you were there for, um, for a few years and uh, got to reunite with, with Vince there and, yeah. uh, and Chandler Parsons. Uh, did you have a, a good experience in Memphis? I know you were banged up a good yeah. amount of the time there, but you know, what was your, your time in Memphis like for you? Oh, Memphis was great. I mean, cause it was pretty close to home. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, true. I, I just knew, I knew a lot of the people there already just mm-hmm. because over the years and, uh, that was a great group of veterans. It was a different type of team as far as like stylistically that I was used to, but uh, you know I enjoyed my time there. The city is great. Um, they truly love basketball there, and you know I can go to Memphis now and it's all love. I mean it's just it's just one of those type of places, you know, and um, and great barbecue too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I've I've only been to Memphis a couple times, but you're right about the barbecue. It's pretty yeah. good. And then I know you had one game in, in Houston a couple of years ago with the Rockets. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you got hurt. And um, so I, I'm just curious, are you um, officially retired now or is there a chance we could see you playing professionally again, even if it's overseas at some point, whenever the world comes back to normal? Yeah, it's crazy. You asked that because um, like before all this kind of crap went crazy, mm-hmm. you know, I was gearing up to, you know, maybe make a, another run back at the NBA Oh yeah, and, you know, and all this crap happened or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a um, kind of a blessing in disguise, I guess. Not because I can keep working on my knee and keep getting it better and you know, keep training, and you know, who knows when the the next season will start. Yeah. You know? So uh, I'm pretty confident I'll be available for that, and uh, we'll see what happens though. But uh, I've been training hard. You know, body's feeling good, knees feeling good. You know, everything is healthy finally after mm-hmm. so long. But uh, you know the time off has been has been great. You know, is what they call it load management these days. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, my body my body feels good. I'm still training every day. Um, you know, just order some new basketball, so I'm excited. <laughs> but no, that that's good to hear. So you know, in a uh, 
in a non-corona world, what else have you been up to, though, besides just training over the last couple of years? I mean, to be honest, um, you know, I've really been pushing my foundation. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Team Brandon Wright. Pretty simple. Um, you know, we do girls basketball. So we do, we started seventh grade all the way up to seniors in high school. I mean, the goal is pretty much is, you know, we got a group of coaches. We coach our girls up. You know, we try to get these girls into college for free. We want them to get them scholarships. We provide training. Um, we try to provide all the necessary resources for them to, you know, be successful in their, you know, pre-adult life, you know. So, you know, getting females scholarships, um, you know, helping them do, with, you know, do whatever we can to propel them. Because, you know, how it is, you know, college is pretty expensive these days. And, yeah, you know, 95% of people who go to college, they walk out in tremendous debt. And, mm-hmm. um, you know us being able to get our girls scholarships, um, you know, that's, that's a huge blessing and takes a burden off their parents, you know, takes a burden off them, you know, them personally, because you know how it is when, you know, once you graduate, you know, that those, those student loan interest rates start kicking in immediately. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, that's just part of it. And then over the years, you know, since I've had so much more time, you know, we've, we've created partnerships with Dick Sporting Goods, uh, Microsoft, um, Chick-fil-A, um, a lot of local businesses around the Nashville area, um, a couple of t-shirt companies, just, you know, anything we can do to provide a, a educational stance on, you know, developing young minds. So that's kind of what I've been doing for the last couple of years. It's been fun, you know, it's been mm-hmm. developing and, um, you know, we're just going to keep pushing it, you know? Yeah. No, I, I wish you uh, all the luck with that. Sounds like you're doing a lot of good work. So I got uh, just a few more questions here for you. Um, one thing I forgot to ask you when we were going over your, your Maverick stint, um, your last full year in Dallas before the season, before you were actually traded, you guys took the Spurs to the limit in the playoffs yeah. in 2014. Um, that was one of the most exciting series I've been able to witness as a Mavs fan. I was in the building when Vince Carter had his game winner. Yeah. Um, that was so much fun. What was it about that team and that series that you guys took the, def- or the, the eventual champions to seven games. No other team did that during the playoffs. Why, why, in your opinion, why are we all so successful against the Spurs at, uh, at that time? Uh, you know, if, if you look back on that, that, uh, that season, um, you know, it was kind of crazy how we got in, you know, with two regular season games left. And then we lost to Memphis. Like it was kind of set up where we, I know we played Memphis that last game of the season and, Whoever won that game was the seventh seed, and whoever lost it was the eighth seed. And you know, everyone knew the Spurs were really, really, you know, they were a great team that year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they were they were favored to win the championship. They won the championship. I mean, pretty easily too. Yeah. You know, after they after they beat us, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, you know, we were both you know, us and Memphis were both playing to win that game. You know, um, everyone knew the Spurs were a tough team, and you know, we lost to them in a you know game eighty two, and we kind of you know, to set back and breathe. And, you know, we had to come up with a plan and we had a, a great plan, great strategy to attack those guys. We did something totally different than we did in the regular season, which, you know, got us blasted pretty much four games. Um, we kind of switched it up, you know, great coaching staff. They did a great job. You know, the players bought in. We just came up short. Mm-hmm. You know, they blew our, they blew our doors off in game seven, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was close. And I mean, it, you know, that happens sometime that, that series, you know, I think that put a little scare in them, and they really turned it up. I think they lost maybe, what, three games for the rest of the playoffs after that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, um, I mean, they they played great. I mean, they I think they won every other series 4-1. So, 
you know, mm-hmm. we were close, but, um, you know, no cigar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, it was a tough one, but it, it was exciting. You know, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was exciting. uh, yeah, probably the most exciting time post the championship run that, yeah. that Mavs fans have had. So that was a, that was a good time. Um, going over your, your Mavs stint, what's like the, uh, the game you'll never forget, or maybe in your case, like a dunk you'll never forget. Something that uh, will always bring a smile to your face whenever you ever, whatever comes across your time timeline. Uh, I mean, it's that dunk that we talked about when Dirk was on the call. That was pretty <laughs> yeah. crazy because that. I mean, I just did it. You know, it wasn't something that was planned. Like, okay, if I get an opportunity to get on a break, uh, hmm. you know, I'll switch it up. Uh, I mean, I just did it, and I'll come back to the sideline. You know, coaches, players asked me, "You playing that?" I was like, "No, nah, I just did it." Yeah, <laughs> it was just it's just something I just caught the ball, I just flipped it over. You know, it's just it was just simple as that. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the bill went crazy. Like you, you can type that in on on Google any day of the week, and it would just be there. It's just it was just a, a crazy crazy moment. Definitely something I think whenever Mavs fans think of Brandon Wright, they'll uh, they'll think of you and that particular play. Um, so the last question I have here, a little bit of of trivia for you. Um, we just talked about the 2014 team that put, took the Spurs to the limit. Um, I'm looking here at the roster of that team, including you, there's 15 names on it. I wanted to see how many of them you could name. Oh man, <laughs> that was a crazy year. All right. I think the bigs were myself, uh, was it Dewan Blair, mm-hmm. uh, Samuel Dallenbear. Yep. Uh, let's see. Let's, I said, I know Trix was on that team. Uh, it was Vince, was that Monte Ellis, mm-hmm. uh, Dirk, I'm trying to think of the guards. Um, was Devin on that team? He was, yeah. Is he back? He was yeah, back. Yeah, he was back. How many do I have so far? Eight? No, you got eight. Sorry, eight. 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 Yeah. Uh, You're missing a, a UNC teammate. I said Vince already, didn't I? Yeah. I think there was uh, a, I think he may have even been at UNC with you. I'd have to, Go another another guy. I mean, oh Wayne was on that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was yeah. on that. He was on that team. Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, was Jay Crowder on that team? Yep, Jay Crowder he was, was there. on that team. I'm trying to think of the guards we had that year. Was JJ back yet or not yet? Not yet. No, he, he came wasn't back, back the yet. Next, the next year, yeah, he wasn't back yet. Oh, I feel bad for forgetting these guys. I guess I'm so, getting old, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's mostly guards that you're missing. One other big, and then four guards. Uh. Who were the other guards? Yeah, Jose Calderon. Oh, yeah, Jose, yeah. Great, yeah, great Shane Larkin. Uh, Gal Meckel. Yeah, Gal. And then Ricky Lito, who, you know, along with Gal, didn't play that much. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then the other big, uh, Sarge, Bernard James. Sarge, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know if he was on the team yet or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, you did all right. That's usually how I, how I like to wrap these up, just a little bit of uh, – roster trivia i was debating which season to ask you about but i thought that might be a good one yeah <laughs> yeah i remember i remember all the guys with it man, yeah those teams, it just seemed like the guys the teams just run together man yeah um oh and then the, yeah sorry that one other question um what what was the uh white jersey number 34 is that a special number for you i mean i had just been wearing 34 my whole life yeah uh, you know kind of i, I kind of like four when i was growing up because mm-hmm. uh i was a big chris weber fan um, and then for some reason I just did 34 yeah. and I just, it just stuck with me and I just kept it. And, and I went to, um, 
Boston and Phoenix, it wasn't available. You know, Boston, they have no numbers available. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Phoenix, that was that was Charles' number. So um went with 32 while I was there. But, yeah, 34 was just a number that it was since, you know, since I was a little, little boy and just mm-hmm. stuck with it. And, um, you know, I guess I had – just had to keep it, man. It's just, I guess it's just a – just stuck with my name. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I just want to say thanks for for joining me tonight. You know, this was fun. I appreciate it, man. Getting to talk with you and thanks for working with Alan and getting this all coordinated. I, I yeah, really, no problem at all. I really appreciate it. And you know, I w- I wish you nothing but the best and hope you stay safe during all this. And hopefully, we'll see you back in the league um, next season whenever whenever things turn around. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. We can do it anytime. Okay. All right. I'll I'll keep that in mind. Thanks a lot. Have a great night. All right. You too. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Brandon. Bye.